0: is right there in verse 1 and the second lot came forth to Simeon even for the tribe of the children of Simeon uh, according to their families and their inheritance was within the inheritance of the children of Judah and it's interesting uh, that it says that that usually the tribes had their own area but it says that they came under the inheritance of the children of Judah Uh, and back in Genesis chapter 49 Uh, In in verse 7, it it says this, uh, well, have to go back up. Verse 5 says, Simeon and Levi are brethren, instruments of cruelty in their habitation. You remember the history behind them. Uh, O my soul, come not thou into their secret, unto their assembly, mine honor. Be not thou united, for in their anger they slew a man, and in their self-will they dig down a wall. Uh, Not God's will, but their own. So cursed be their anger, for it was fierce, and their wrath, for it was cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. So it was already prophesied that, that their, their things were going to happen, but, but they were going to be scattered throughout Israel. Uh, and so here they are coming in to the inheritance with Judah, uh, just scattered throughout Israel, uh, prophesied and come to pass. Uh, The the Lord is just in his ways and right in his ways. And uh, he always has a purpose and a plan behind it. So uh, he has uh, them speak about the the blessings that were to come. Uh, This is what they get uh, just because of their, their past. And sometimes our past has consequences and it catches up to us. But God can still meet us in the midst and still be gracious to us and love us. Because we all have a past, uh, uh, and I don't want to know yours, I don't need to know yours. Uh, 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 my, my, my past was bad enough for all of us, so I, I, I don't want to dig into it, uh, but isn't it wonderful that we can have a future? Our, our past may have consequences, but our future has better consequences. So uh, we, we look to him for it, and we look to him in the midst of it. So. Thank you, Lord, that you've saved us from our past. You've forgiven those things and, and taken us beyond. Uh, but in this world, there's going to be consequences for those things. And so it says in verse 2 that they had in their inheritance Beersheba and Sheba and Molada uh, and Hazar Shaul uh, and Bela and Azem and Elotad and Bethel uh, and Horma and Ziglag and Beth, uh, Marcaraboth and Hazar Susa, <laughs> Susa, there's Susa. Uh, and so they had these 13 cities in their, in their villages and all those things that were related to that. Uh, uh, in down in verse 8, and it says, This is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Simeon, according to their families. And out of the portion of the of Judah was the inheritance of the children of Simeon, for the part of the children of Judah was too much for them. Therefore, the children of Simeon had their inheritance within the inheritance of them. So just, again, confirming that prophecy that was given back in, in uh, Genesis chapter 49. So the third lot came up for the children of Zebulun, according to the, uh, their families, and the border of their inheritance was unto uh, and the border went up towards the sea, uh, in Merilah, and reached unto Dabasheth, and uh, reached unto the river that is before Jachneum. Uh, so uh, we look at that too, In, in again, back in Genesis 49. Uh, it says this down in verse 13 concerning Zebulun. It says, Zebulun shall dwell at the haven of the sea, and he shall be for a haven of ships, and his border shall be unto Zidon. Uh, so they're going to be towards the sea. They're going to be in that place where their uh, borders are, are on the sea. And, and here it is, the fulfillment of this uh, in Joshua. But just imagine all the detail that the Lord goes into, because remember, Joshua is casting lots uh, for the tribes of Israel. And as he casts those things, even the Lord is in the midst of that, making sure that they go to the place that he's desired them to be. Uh, And we can do a lot of things, uh, but the Lord still has the final say. We devise our plans. We we work up all the details, but the Lord is in the mix, and and he directs us as he sees fit. And so, you know, don't be discouraged by some of the things we've done in the name of the Lord that haven't been the Lord, uh, because he's going to have his desired results come about. And it may be a circle of things that gets us to that place, but he's going to get us there. Uh, and just so wonderful that he is always overseeing this this shows his sovereignty shows man's free will but it also shows his sovereignty that he's going to have his desires take place and so we just look to him for it Uh, and we may cry out lord why am i here why aren't i over there uh you know why why am i here in new york where there's snow or lack thereof (laughs) Why aren't I in California where, where the water's just taking over all the towns? I mean, why aren't I there? <laughs> but he has his desired results. He's got us in the perfect place to have his perfect result take place in our lives. Uh, and besides that, if you were in California, I wouldn't know you. So, see, <laughs> there we go. So, Zebulun uh, goes to the sea. Uh, and we see all those things. And, and it says in verse 12, And they turned from Seirid eastward towards the sun rising to the border of Chislath tabor and then going, goeth out to Debareth, and goeth to Japhia. Uh, and so they go down through uh, in talking about all those borders and in, in towns. And in verse 16, it says, This is the inheritance of the children of Zebulun, according to their families, these cities with their villages. And then the fourth lot Uh, came to Issachar uh, for the children of Issachar according to their families. And their border was from Jaziel and Cheshuloth uh, and Shushem. Uh, In in the midst of this, we see a famous town that you're going to remember from Revelation, that you're going to remember in all those places. Not really a town, but a valley. It's a valley of Megiddo. Uh, And so you can almost picture where where their inheritance is going to come and what what is going to come through that uh and so their their border went towards Jezreel and all those places uh and the coach the coast in verse 22 reaches the tabor and i'm not even trying the next one uh and then Bethshemesh shemesh and the outgoings of their border were at jordan 16 cities and this is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of issachar according to their families Uh, their cities and their villages and the fifth lot came up to the tribe of Asher according to their families Uh, and it goes through all their cities and it says uh, that it goes uh, turns in verse 27 towards the sun rising to Beth Dagon and reaches the Zebulun Um, and goes through all of those places. Hebron was in the mix there and then it says in verse 29 that then the coast turneth uh, uh, to Ramah, to the strong city, the stronghold of the city of Tyre, and the coast turneth to Hosa, and to the outgoings thereof are, are at the sea from the coast of Akzib. Uh, and it goes through all them, the 22 cities. In verse 31 then, this is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Asher, according to their families, these cities with their villages. And there, there's really nothing well known about Asher. But one person comes out as very famous in Asher, and she only had a mention uh, in just a couple of verses. But she was mentioned in the Gospel of Luke. She was there when Jesus came in to be circumcised. Her name was Anna, uh, and she turned hearts towards the Lord. <laughs> that was her inheritance. Uh, amazing, isn't it? As the Lord bring these people out of these different areas, and sometimes we wonder why we're there, what's going on with those places, and yet then the Lord brings something through and just shows us the importance of staying faithful no matter where we are, no matter what our coasts are, no matter what the burdens around us are, that we can still be faithful to the Lord in the midst of those things. Uh, and so Anna comes out of there. Uh, and then verse 32, the sixth lot Uh uh, came out to the children of Naphtali, even for the children of Naphtali, according to their families. Uh, and their coast uh, was from left to Elon to, uh, yeah, that place, and then Adami and Nakeb uh, and Jebneel unto to the and the outgoings that were at the Jordan. And we see Naphtali uh, and it tells us something special about Naphtali, but it tells us in a couple of different places. Uh, the first place is, is Isaiah. Uh, in Isaiah, it says this uh, about Naphtali in, in chapter eight. Uh, uh, oh no, in chapter nine, I'm sorry. Uh, verses one and two, it says, nevertheless, The dimness shall not be as such was in her vexation when at the first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulun in the land of Naphtali and afterward did more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea beyond Jordan in the Galilee of the nations. Uh, And the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light and they that dwell in the land of the shadow of death upon them has the light shined it's interesting that they're called the galilee of the gentiles <laughs> uh, because we know galilee is in israel but but for them this galilee that the lord was going to shine shine his light on became the light to the gentiles too uh, and it tells us this in matthew chapter 4 as is, is he quotes the verse for them quotes the verse and, and brings it to them uh, that in chapter 4 uh, uh, oh boy. Uh, okay, I just lost everything with that one. Uh, oh, okay. Matthew, yeah, it is in chapter four, down in, in verse 13 it says, "In leaving Nazareth he came and dwelt at Capernaum, which is upon the seacoast, by the borders of Zebulun and Naphtalim, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying the land of zebulon in the land of naphtalim by the way of the sea beyond jordan galilee of the gentiles this refreshing place this place that was going to be a light shining in the darkness and jesus speaks about it and, and so just think if you were writing this bible would you have all those details old testament all the way into the new testament we couldn't put that much together we don't, our brains aren't big enough to do that. <laughs> our, our, our thoughts aren't, aren't as good. So we see his ways are higher than our ways. His, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. He goes well beyond anything that we can think or perceive of. And yet in his grace and his mercy, he puts these things together just to confirm for us the things that were already spoken so that it would be an encouragement for us in our walk with him. Because right now, we're, we're in discouraging days. <laughs> we're in days that are hard. They're discouraging. They're dismaying. They're, they're, uh, they're just out there further than we ever thought things would go. I don't know about you, but I never thought the world would be as bad as it is right now in my lifetime. I was thinking revelation. <laughs> but I was thinking <laughs> rapture long before <laughs> this started to pass. But look at what's going on. And it's preparing the world for things that are gonna come. I think COVID was a great test for those that want a one world government, because look at how quickly the whole world shut down under one authority. And everybody had the same thought. They all came together for the same purposes. I think it was just a trial run of things that were gonna come to pass, because how many people would really wanna come under a one world rulership? And yet it's going to come. We see it in Revelation. There's going to be a one world ruler. It's, and it talks about him much. talks about the Antichrist coming. We, we don't know who he is because we don't have to look for him because those of us that are saved and walking in the truth of the gospel, we're born again, we aren't going to see the Antichrist. We're looking for Jesus Christ to come. And we're going to see him in the sky. We aren't going to see him here on earth. That's the second coming when he steps down on planet earth. And it says then that the whole world is going to see Jesus coming down from heaven. But those that are raptured are going to meet him in the clouds, it tells us. And as we meet him in the clouds, what a glorious time in the twinkling of an eye. (laughs) That's faster than you and I can move. (laughs) They can't even compute how fast the twinkling of an eye is because it says that we're going to be snatched away. And that word for snatched means a violent grabbing. And how quick sometimes we see those violent grabbings. You see it in the movies when somebody's gonna get hit by a car and somebody comes out of nowhere and knocks them out of the way. That's a violent snatching. (laughs) But it's not it's not even as quick as what the Lord is gonna do. But but it's gonna be such that He knows how to keep us in the midst of it so that we don't get harmed on our way. Isn't that amazing? We think, well, we can't go that fast. And the Lord says, oh, just wait till you see me come. (laughs) Kaboom. But aren't you waiting for that trumpet to sound in the voice of the archangel? Come up hither. Oh, (laughs) here we go. Uh, I don't know how we got there, but uh, back here in in Joshua, uh, so it talks about... uh, The sixth lot for Naphtali coming talks about the Galilee of the Gentiles, that place of refreshing, that place where uh, darkness was, but it was going to become a light to the world. It was going to become a light to those places that we see. Uh, and so uh, he goes down uh, and tells about the cities that are there and for your ears and my mouth I'm not going to do it Uh, and so in verse 39 it says this is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Naphtali according to their families their cities and their villages and the seventh lot so they're casting lots and they're drawing uh lines uh uh, districting like new york is trying to do again uh the seventh lot came out for the tribe of the children of dan according to their families Uh, and and it goes down through all the 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 tribes and the cities that are going to be there Uh, but some of the cities that you may want to put in dan in your mind uh, are tel aviv uh, in japa remember you know japa japa is where Peter went to see Simon the Tanner and was sitting on the roof. (laughs) Uh, Here's this good Jewish boy in a Tanner's house. Mm, Wrong. (laughs) Not supposed to be. But this is where the sheet was let down from heaven and said, Peter, rise, kill, and eat. And he goes, oh, Lord, you you can't. You know I'm a good Jewish boy and I don't do that stuff. Uh, And he did it three times for him. How many times did he reject the Lord? Three times. How many times did he let the sheet down? Three. But Peter learned, because on the third one, this time he learned, don't argue with the Lord. <laughs> and so he says, okay, whatever. And then the Lord got to tell him and take him from there and move him on to another place and say, Corn, somebody's coming to the door and they're going to knock and they're going to ask for you. You're going with him. And he learned not to object. And he learned not to not to dismay, and he learned not to reject what the Lord had for him in the midst and say, no, I'm not gonna do that. He learned to say, okay, Lord. And how many times is the Lord gonna let things down for you and I, and say, I want you to do this. And we go, oh, no, no, no. (laughs) Lord, that's for them, that's not for me. (laughs) I hope we learned the first time, but hey, Whatever the Lord has to do to get us. But, but in the midst, didn't the Lord love Peter? He denied him three times and yet he brought him back in. How many times have we denied him and yet he's brought us back in? How many times have we said, no, Lord, I can't do that. My culture, my heritage, my, my, my personality, my natural being says that, that it isn't going to be right. And he says, but this is what I want you to do. And he's not mean about it. He's not mad about it. He loves us. He says, how long are you going to stay enclosed in a system that says no to me? Come out of that. Be separate from that and just look at me. Look at my heart. Look at how much love I have for you. I was just reading this morning uh, uh, the 90 and 9, that the Lord left the 90 and 9 and went and got the one that was a prodigal that prodigal sheep that wandered off. I know none of you would ever do it. You'd be included in the ninety and nine. but here I am. Because <laughs> in my family, I was the black sheep. <laughs> and the Lord had to come get me, and boy, it was in different ways, but he, he got me. But isn't it cool that the Lord, even in our anger, even in our rejection, even in our saying no, he comes so gently to us and gets us. And he picks us up and carries us. Isn't that what the Lord did with that one sheep? He said he picked him up and carried him. Can you imagine? Boy, you've been eating a lot of grass lately. You're getting kind of heavy here. <laughs> How about I just let you down and you, you go? I'll drive you back. No, he, he carries him. In his love for us, in his mercy for us, in his grace for us, he carries us and says, This is the love that I have for you. And look at the heritage that comes out of this tribe. Look at what comes in that place. I'm sure Simon the Tanner never thought of staying in in Joppa and being there and being in that city. Never even thinking years and years before this was ever going to take place. And yet it's already seen by the Lord that this is what's going to happen and this is what he's going to do. Don't be discouraged by your walk. Be encouraged that he's still walking with you. Aren't you glad he's he's still walking with you in spite of what you've done? <laughs> I I love him, and he loves me in spite of me. But he continues to grab a hold of me and take me. And I'm so thankful. And it's just so, so gracious of the Lord to come and to do. Uh, and so down in verse 48, and again, just for time's sake and in your ears this is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of dan according to their families these cities with their villages and when they had made an end of dividing the land for the inheritance by their coast the children of israel gave an inheritance to joshua the son of nun among them according to the word of the lord they gave him the city that he asked for even Timnasera, in mount ephraim he built the city and dwelt therein Amazing. And you know what's so amazing about it? Joshua's the leader of the land. And who gets the last place picked? Joshua. How many leaders in our country would take the lot last? I I, I don't think I can name too many. (laughs) Isn't it amazing? It's always me first and everybody else later. But the ways of the Lord are always opposite of the ways of the world. Don't get discouraged by the ways of the world. Be encouraged that God is going to right that one day. He's going to turn the world right side up again and get things back in order when Jesus comes to rule and to reign. But in the meantime, Lord, help me to be faithful in the midst. No matter how many people I see go before me, Lord, let me be faithful to you. And that's hard. It's a hard walk, but it's such a wonderful walk. You know, we've gone through stuff in the last 40-some years that I I wouldn't have picked for us. (laughs) But you know what? The Lord has been gracious in each and every place and blessed us so much. And I'm more satisfied now than I've ever been in my life just because of the relationship that the Lord has given to me, that he loves me. And he died for me and took my place gave me a new life <laughs> uh, and it's just so wonderful to have uh, and so here's Joshua taking this last place uh, but look at what he takes he's much like Caleb in the sense remember Caleb we saw him uh, a few chapters before he wanted a mountain Look at where Joshua's going. They gave him Tim Notice where it is? In Mount Ephraim. In the mount. He's climbing a hill. (laughs) He's well over 90. (laughs) Here we go again. The older you get, don't think it's going to get easier. You're still going to climb some mountains. You're still going to face some hard climbs in your life. But those climbs are designed to keep our focus on who Jesus is and to know his strength even when we're weak and he built a city, and he dwelt therein. (laughs) Uh, And these are the inheritances, which Eliezer the priest, and Joshua the son of Nun, and the heads of the fathers of the tribes of the children of Israel, divided for an inheritance by Lot in Shiloh. Remember Shiloh is the place that they were meeting, the place where the God's presence was before it was moved to Jerusalem. Uh, And it was before the Lord. They were doing it before the Lord, at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Where did they go first? They went to the door of the tabernacle of the congregation where God was, and there they, they made up their minds on what was gonna happen here. They gave it to the Lord first, Lord, have your way. And then they went ahead and did this. Remember, they weren't in such a hurry that the, they decided to do it on the fly And as they're doing it, they just cried out, Lord, bless bless my ways that I'm going to (laughs) do. God doesn't bless our ways. He blesses his way. It's so important for us to go his way and not our way. Not a church's way, but God's way. (laughs) They did it in front of the tabernacle, so they made an end of dividing the country. And then chapter 20 says, The Lord also spake unto Joshua, this is terrible. We're going through two chapters a week here lately, and I just, my heart's racing. I can't, I can't keep up with it. Usually it's a couple verses. Uh, the Lord also spake unto Joshua, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, Appoint out for you the cities of refuge, whereof I spake unto you by the hand of Moses. Remember back in Exodus, we saw this coming to pass, that he was speaking of those things. Uh, that the slayer that killeth any person unawares and unwittingly may flee thither, and they shall be uh, your refuge from the avenger of blood. And when he that doth flee into any one of those cities shall stand at the entering of the gate of the city and shall declare his cause in the ears of the elders of that city, they shall take him into the city unto them and give him a place that he may dwell among them. And if the avenger of blood pursue after him, then they shall not deliver up the slayer into his hand because he smote his neighbor unwittingly and hated him not before time. And he shall dwell in that city until he stand before the congregation for judgment until the death of the high priest that shall be in those days. Then shall the slayer return and come to his own city and into his own house and under the city where he fled. Uh, and he could do so without any retribution from those that are around. Because remember, the, the rule was that if somebody in the family got killed, that the family would come after the one who killed them, if it was Jew against Jew. Uh, and so <clears throat> we have those people coming. Can you imagine what would be going on in the world today in America, even just in Rochester? We're constantly killing people. <laughs> Can you imagine if the family starts coming? Oh, <laughs> but, but these were unintentional if the intentional ones came remember he had to stop the, the one that slayed the person had to stop at the gates of the city the elder had to listen to his story and if they believed him if it was viable they would let him into the city and he was protected but remember if his story wasn't viable they wouldn't let him come into the city and then what would happen Oops, here comes family. (laughs) They all have swords, now what do I do? (laughs) We're in trouble. But as we look at this, we'll get to it in a second here, but let's look look at this, because this is just so cool for you and I. Uh, In the appointed Kadesh in Galilee in Mount Naphtali, there's another place in Naphtali, and Shechem in Mount Ephraim, uh, in Kirjah, Arba, which is Hebron in the mountain of Judah, Uh, and on the other side, so these are on the west side across the river Jordan, these three cities in Israel, which represented three different areas so that there was something always close to whatever tribe in Israel so that they could come into these places and, and be safe. And on the other side of Jordan, by Jericho eastward, Uh, they assigned Bezer in the wilderness in the plain uh, out of the tribe of Reuben and Ramoth and Gilead out of the tribe of Gad and Golan and Bashan out of the tribe of Manasseh. So these three tribes, remember, were on the other side of Jordan. They didn't enter into Israel. They stayed on the other side because they liked the looks of the land better than they liked the looks of Israel. Uh, And so there's six cities of refuge And these were cities that were appointed for all the children of Israel and for the stranger that sojourneth among them, that whosoever killeth any person at unawares might flee thither and might not die by the hand of the avenger of blood until he stood before the congregation. So we see these cities, the ones that are on the west of Jordan, Kadesh, the name of Kadesh means holiness. These aren't just random names. And, and I encourage you, I, I blow by these names and I laugh at them and uh, laugh with you about them. But a lot of those names have great meanings. And, and it's a great Bible study for you to go uh, to just dig in sometime and just start looking up all the names and just see how they relate to the story that you're in, the, the place that you're in in scripture. Uh, but Kadesh means holiness. Shechem means strength. So Shechem uh, in Mount Ephraim Uh, means strength and Hebron means fellowship so you have holiness you have strength you have fellowship as you run to these cities as you run to these places where, where you're gonna have refuge from what you've done refuge to enter in and as the elders will let you in you were safe there was no way they could come and get you inside the city there was safety in that place. On the east side of the Jordan, before they would enter in, uh, the, this Ramath means uplifting. Golan means happiness. And Bezer means safety. So as you look at all these, we, we see that there's more than just cities of refuge, even though they're that. That it represents a picture of Jesus because now he becomes our refuge. He becomes our our hope. He becomes our place of safety. Just as the ark was a place of safety during the flood, when the Lord destroyed the whole world, except for those that were in the ark, in that place of safety, in that place of refuge, it, it becomes that for us too. That we see these names we see these places and aren't these all characteristics and and things that the lord is going to give to you and i in these places uh that that there's holiness in those places there's not ungodliness there's holiness there there's a strength there that we don't have there's a strength to keep us and to sustain us there's fellowship there There's an uplifting as the Lord uplifts us and strengthens us for this. There's happiness. There's a joy there in in those places where the Lord is. And there's safety. And all these places in all these cities become that for us as we look at those things. Uh, You don't have to hold your place here. uh, But in in Psalms, go to Psalms. Uh, We'll start out with with, uh, chapter 9. Uh, just, just to see some of these places and just to see what, what's going on in those things. But Psalm chapter 9, uh, a, a great psalm, uh, we'll just start with verse 1 and go up. And it says, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. <laughs> I will show forth all your marvelous works. Can't you imagine as the man would run from a family wanting to come after him and kill him? that we that he comes to this place of safety this place of refuge and he says i'm going to praise you lord because you kept me safe and you got me here safe you know what is we become born again as we enter into that relationship with jesus christ we enter into a place of safety and refuge and who's chasing us satan what does it tell us in scripture that satan is the accuser of the brethren what, what does Satan want to do? He wants to kill us. <laughs> He's the one that's coming after us. He says, you're a murderer, and I'm going to kill you. And you say, I've never murdered anybody. I know all of you are liars, too, uh, because you've all been on the expressway, and you murdered that person next to you I don't know how many times, just as I have. And Satan's after you. What? <laughs> never, never mind. I don't want to know. <laughs> so who's after you as we're before the court system as we're before the elders of the city as we're before the lord and satan accuses us the elders believed his story they let him in who stands as our advocate for us jesus christ he's our advocate and so satan can't touch us because we're in christ and we're in a place of safety Oh, aren't you so thankful? (laughs) Because the world wants to kill us, and Jesus wants to save us. I, I, for the life of me, still can't figure out why people worship Satan, or worship the world, or worship the things of the world, because all they want to do is kill them. You see it, the way that they're going. First we're killing the babies, what are we killing next? The elderly. The Netherlands just passed a law. They want to make it easier to kill the elderly because they're, they're, they're an issue. <laughs> France is going to Parliament to make it easier to kill the elderly. So what's next? Christians. Well, that too. The, the disabled. Those that are against... A government those that are against a one-world system those that are in the way of what Satan wants to accomplish they're going to be martyred what what do you think about in Revelation when it talks about the martyrs the blood of the martyrs and they're under the throne of God because they they wouldn't bow down to the chip they wouldn't bow down to the the sign and the forehead of the right hand And that's coming we've already seen it because what do they want to do they 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 have a chip already to show if you're vaccinated or not they just haven't implemented it but they have it already Bill Gates has been talking about it for a few years he's got it ready but they haven't implemented it that way anytime you go anywhere oh you're okay you can go And the buzzer goes off, and down through the floor you go. Uh, But they've got all these things ready already. Isn't it amazing that everything that God said is coming to pass? Why can't we believe them? (laughs) It's amazing to me. There I go again. Uh, So... uh, Uh, Oh, I'm in the wrong place. Uh, Verse 2 in in chapter 9. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise to thy name, O Most High, when my enemies are turned back. Whose enemies are turned back? The ones that want to slay him, they're turned back out of the city. They can't come in and kill you. Oh, it makes a little more sense as you read it now, doesn't it? We think it's just here on this earth. Oh, they're going to be turned back. Sometimes our enemies aren't turned back here on this earth but they are gonna be in heaven because they can't get in and get us. Talk about peace in a place of safety. Oh my goodness, there we are in the ark, (laughs) in heaven. They shall fall and perish at your presence, for you have maintained my right. Lord, you're the one that's taken care of me, and you've maintained my cause. My cause is you, Lord. My cause is my my walk with you. You saddest in the throne, judging right. There's only one that sits on the throne, and it isn't Satan. (laughs) It's our Lord, and he judges rightly. He knows whose are his and whose aren't. That's why when when you look at Scripture and you see the the goats are on the left hand, the sheep are on the right hand, because the right hand is the side of favor. Those that are born again, those that are walking with the Lord and trust Him as Lord and Savior, trust for for what His blood has done for them in their lives. The goats are on the left, and the goats are bad. The goats are pushed away. The The ones on the right have peace and safety and dwell with the Lord for eternity. Oh. He judges rightly, not because of what we've done, but because of what he's done in and through our lives. It's not because we do things to get right with God, it's because he's already done something for us and we just accept it. You have rebuked the heathen, you have destroyed the wicked, you have put out their name forever and ever. Oh, thou enemy, destructions are come to a perpetual end. And thou hast destroyed cities, their memorial has perished with them. But the Lord shall endure forever. He has prepared his throne for judgment. It's already ready. Notice it's past tense. He's already done it. <laughs> it's already for judgment to come. Ugh. Do you think he knows who's going to be there, standing before the throne of judgment? I think so. Because he sees the end from the beginning, he knows. And he shall judge the world in righteousness. He shall minister judgment to the people in uprightness. Notice now verse 9. This is where I wanted to go. <laughs> it just took me a while to get there. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. Do you need a place of refuge when you're oppressed by the things of the world, when you're oppressed by your own nature, when you're oppressed by the own, your, your own issues of your own heart? as they oppress you and knock you down and you go, I'm probably not even saved, i got such a rotten heart. He says, I'll be a refuge for you when you come to that place. Have you ever been in trouble? I'll be a refuge for you in times of trouble. I'll be that place that you can run to where you'll have safety and peace. Oh, how sweet that is. Uh, Move on. Uh, Psalm 46. Uh, Just for time's sake, we can't go through the whole all of them but we want to go through a few and these are just in the psalms there's other places that you can go to uh uh, but it's a fun concordance walk as you go through and look at all these things but in psalm 46 right in the first verse what does it say god is our refuge god it doesn't say god might be our refuge or god could be our refuge or god someday might be our refuge he says that god is right now god can be your refuge if you go to him if you enter into that ark if you enter into that place of refuge enter into that city god is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble when your mind's troubled when your heart is troubled When the world troubles you, he's a very present help right there. It doesn't say you have to go anywhere to find him, because he's with us. (laughs) I'll never leave you or forsake you. Isn't that sweet? And you can just sit there and have peace in the worst of moments. You know, you always wonder as you read through, like, the Fox's Book of Martyrs or see the martyrs that are happening around the world even now just for being Christians. Uh... How do, how do you have that place, God calling, you, you have that place where, where you just, know no, how, Lord, how can I have peace in the midst of it? You, you look through the, the Fox's Book of Martyrs and you see mothers crying out to their kids that are tied to stakes and being burned at the stake for believing in Jesus. And they're crying out, be strong, stay still, let the Lord take you. How do you do that? because you know that he's a place of refuge and he's gonna take care of him better than the world ever will, because the world wants to kill him. We aren't gonna get away from that. And one day if if we tarry, we're all gonna be killed for our faith. I'd rather be killed for my faith than be killed for, for walking with Satan all my life and letting him destroy me. I've got a God who's going to restore me who's going to give me a new body who's going to give me a new heart a new mind who's going to give me hair that stays on my head who's going to give me all the stuff that that I want and need he's going to give me everything because he is everything and wouldn't it be wonderful if we could have him as everything right now Lord you're my everything Uh, you look at the life of Elijah and you see him going through the wilderness and who brings him food The stupid crows. They're bringing them food. And you know what? They're unclean animals. Should Elijah have eaten it? No. But God, in His mercy and His grace, will use the most undesirable things to bring us to a place where we need to be with Him. Oh, isn't that amazing? As you look at those things, he'll be a very present help. Are you going through something right now? Lord, I don't know which way to go. I don't know what to do. Lord, be my refuge. Let me just rest in you. Because not only is the city a place of of safety, but it's a place of peace and rest. It's not a place of anxiousness. Anxiousness is outside of it. Rest is inside. We rest in Christ. And let him rest in us. Uh, Let's move on again. Uh, uh, Psalm 57. I hope that's the one. I can't even read my own writing half the time. Writing's too fast for my own good here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Psalm 57, the first verse, uh, just for time's sake again. It says, Be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me. For my soul trusteth in thee. Notice it's not my mind, it's not my thoughts, it's my soul, my very being. I want to trust in you. And that ETH in the King James, if you have it, it means it's ongoing. You trust him now and you're going to trust him ten minutes from now. And you're going to trust him ten hours from now. My soul trusts in you. Yea, in the shadow of your wings will I make my refuge. Who's the refuge? God is the refuge. It's not a city. It's not a place. It's a being. God, you're my refuge. Isn't it sweet how the Lord puts all this together? I just am amazed. I can't wait for a real Bible study in heaven (laughs) when the Lord unravels these verses to us and just shows us, this is is what I really meant. It isn't what all those commentators said. This is what I really meant. (laughs) And he unravels it for us. And we see that each word, each marking is so important because he unravels it and gives us clarity in the midst of it. And he says, I will make my refuge there until these calamities be overpassed, until these things are gone. Oh, Lord, you're my refuge. Uh, Go to Psalm 62, just over a page for you. Oh, down in oh boy can we really sure we can verse 1 truly my soul waiteth upon God from him cometh my salvation so we see where our salvation comes from it doesn't come from an entity it doesn't come from a a building it doesn't come from a a church system it comes from Jesus you're my salvation he only is my rock and my salvation he only. Notice he puts that in there. I love the way the Holy Spirit does it. He puts that in there. He only. There is no other. There's just one. There's only one way to heaven, and it's not through a system. It's, it's through a, a relationship with Jesus Christ. He's my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. How long will you imagine mischief against a man? You shall be slain, all of you, as a bowing wall shall ye be, and as a tottering fence... They only consult to cast him down from his excellency. The world just wants to destroy. Satan wants to destroy. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. They bless you with their mouth, but inside they're cursing at you. Oh, bless you as they curse you. Double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. My soul. Verse 5, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. You can't expect the government to take care of you. And you know what the government's doing right now with all these systems and all these things that they're giving people? They're making people dependent on the government to lead them into a right way. A government's run by man, and man will never satisfy your deepest needs. Only God can do that. They will only satisfy because they're getting something out of it. And when they stop getting something out of it, they're done with you. Just like Satan, when he's done with you, you're finished. Because he doesn't need you anymore. But God wants you forever. What a difference, huh? (laughs) Oh, thank you, Lord. He only is my rock and my salvation. He's my defense. I shall not be moved. And God is my salvation and my glory. He's my glory, the rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. So because of that trust in him at all times. (laughs) Uh, Amazing. One last place, uh, and then we'll finish out Psalm Psalm 142. And and again, these were just some of the ones that were in the Psalms. Uh, They aren't all those places. You can look those up and go through all of them. What a a great study that is, and just to go through all of that. uh, But in Psalm 142, uh He says this, and again, it's a a cry of David. He's in a cave. (laughs) He's hurting. He's he's uh, outnumbered. He's being hunted, uh, just like Satan wants to hunt you and I. He says, "I cried unto the Lord with my voice." Where did he cry to? He didn't cry to the people that were with him for safety. He cried to the Lord. I cried to the Lord with my voice. With, with my very being, I, I cried out. With my voice to the Lord did I make my supplication. I poured out my complaint before him. I, I showed him my trouble. <laughs> uh, usually when I cry out to the Lord like that, my trouble isn't around me. My, my trouble is in my heart. <laughs> it's my heart that's going crazy, Lord. I, I, I need some stability in there. I need you to take care of the issues that are there and just calm my heart and calm me. In that place, when my spirit was overwhelmed within me, you knew my path. You knew the path that I needed to take to come to a place of comfort and safety. There was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. I cried unto thee, O Lord. I said, You are my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. You're my refuge in this land where people are so attend unto my cry for i'm brought very low and that's what the world is going to do it's going to bring us very low even as christians sometimes we can get brought very low but that's when we cry out to him even more isn't it because lord you're the only peter said it lord where are we going to go you have the words of eternal life where else are we going to go Only you, Lord, can deliver me in the midst of my troubles. Deliver me from my persecutors, those that want to come against me to kill me, for they're stronger than I am. Bring my soul out of prison that I may praise your name. The righteous shall compass me about, for you shall deal bountifully with me. Isn't it going to be wonderful when we're all in heaven and we all have the right heart and the right mind? <laughs> Boy, is the fellowship going to be sweet then, huh? <laughs> but, but just these places of refuge that we can go to, that we can have, and, and it comes down to one place. Isn't it amazing that there's one way to heaven, there's one Savior, that there's only one God, and there, there's only one place that we can run to where there's that, all of that put together. his name is jesus it's not a thing it's not a place it's it's a being that loves us and came in the flesh and died for us and all we need to do is accept him as lord and savior and walk in his truth and walk with him and he does all this for us and he ties it all together all the way through scripture go lord how do you do that (laughs) Because I'm a wee bit bigger than you are. (laughs) And if he can do that, what can he do in your life to bring salvation to you? Can he forgive your sin? Oh, yeah. He's made the way for you. Can he get you out of trouble? Sure. Can he lead you into trouble? Sure. But eventually he's going to bring you out because he's going to show you your heart. But remember, he's also the one who's going to carry you to heaven. He's going to mount you up as eagle's wings and bring you home. And one day soon we're going. Praise the Lord. I can't wait. I thought it might be Bob's birthday. <laughs> but it could be today. It's okay. The rapture could happen without it being Bob's birthday. He doesn't need another birthday. He's had enough. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) father just thank you so much lord as we look at your word it just encourages us so much that we can face another day here lord that we can face more accusations from the enemy that we can face more accusations even from our own hearts uh, that that just want to destroy us but lord you want to bring life to us you're the only one that does And so, Lord, we look to you. Uh, We know uh, that that you are the almighty God. And we just thank you, Father, for showing us your way, for showing us your truth, for showing us your life. And we just rejoice in that today. We ask that you just be with us and strengthen us. And Lord, whatever things that we're going through, Lord, we've got people here and, and everyone has a different thing that they're going through at the moment. But, Lord, you know the way to bring them into that place of refuge where they can have peace and have careful thoughts and know that your ways are going to lead them out eventually, out of that city and back to their home where you want them to be. So have your way with them and encourage them, strengthen them, and just bring your peace to them, Lord. We just ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you.